So what we watch anime. So what we play leak. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what we stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 299. For May 23rd, 2021, my name's Nathan Reeton Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Oroa McFain. Mm, here, here go. I'm sorry, I, I forgot, I forgot. You want to be called Andy, right? Andy Oroa. No. Get out of here. Do, do you really hate being called Andy? By most people, yes. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I don't like being called Nate. People call me Nate, like, like, hey, Nate. And I'm like, no, no, you can stop that now. Even my sister does it. I'm like, don't, you've never called me Nate. Like, stop it. Just call me stupid brother or something like that. So uh, where can we find you, uh, Aroa? Just go over to aroa.website. It's a website. I pay for it. It's there. Good. I'm, I'm happy that you pay for it. And how much does it cost you a month? Uh, well, if you break it down, um, I pay $5 a month for Neo Cities, uh, and then, the, the uh, like $2 domain. a month for the domain. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. It's, a, it's about, it's, it's like 25 a year. Yeah. It's about eight bucks, uh, a month for, for rateandentertainment.com and then. Uh, I think the domain, because it's a .com domain, so it's cheaper, so it's only like 15, 10 or 15 bucks a year, something like that. Yeah, a row Why do you pay $8 a month for... Like, what, I use GoDaddy. You use their hosting? Yes. Gross. Uh, so it's better than any other... It's it's better than a lot of cheap hosts, uh, and so I was like, eh, it'll be fine. If you're only, if you're only hosting... Well, you use like a WordPress, don't you? Yeah, I don't want to host it myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've thought about it. I don't want to host it myself. Uh, I tried. Remember that uh, cloud at cost? I tried to use that for hosting, uh, and it was well, awful. Because uh, NeoCities, you don't actually have to pay for it. I just do pay for it because I really like their whole vision. Um, but if you only host static pages, uh, like... Granted, it's not going to be as nice looking as a WordPress thing. Yeah, you you, you can afford you can afford eight dollars a month. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I can make it happen. It's okay. Even when I was unemployed, I was like, I can afford eight bucks a month for the hosting. I also pay eighteen dollars a month for uh for the uh, uh podcast. Oh yeah, you do. Well, I, so I pay nine dollars a month for this podcast, and then nine dollars a month for Clinton's Core Classics, uh, which That's a is lot. it is, but it's actually pretty cheap for podcast hosting. Apparently, podcast yeah. hosting is expensive uh, compared to like because uh, didn't you host it on SoundCloud at some point, or were you going to? I did, and then they changed something that made it so I would have had to pay a lot of money. Yeah, uh, and then also they had like limits for how long the episodes could be, like they yeah. couldn't be over an hour or something like that, unless you paid for a higher tier. 
It was something yeah, crazy SoundCloud, like, like, like basically just told podcasters to get off their platform. Yeah, so I went to Omni Studio, and they, they've been pretty great. Um, they're kind of a little lesser-known uh, podcast hosting thing, and they've been they've been really great. It's really hard to find the plan that I'm on, though. Like, it's it's really difficult to track down and actually select that plan because they have other plans that they want to push that cost more money. So, yeah. uh, like... I forget. I'll, I'll I'll have to look at the pricing structure at some point. But anyway, uh, we went we went a little off track. That never happens here. Uh, no. <laughs> you can find me Nathan Reed Spruth. As you know, I'm Reed everywhere. Go on Twitter, uh, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, not Facebook. Don't don't follow me on Facebook. That's weird. But uh, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, those are the main places you're gonna find me. Just type in Reed. Uh, or Reaton Entertainment, you'll find me there. This podcast, of course, is Reaton Podcast. If you're listening to on iTunes, uh, please give us a, a rating and then leave us a review. Uh, we will read it at the beginning of one of our podcasts. So, uh, wh- what games have you played this week? Anything good? I've uh, been playing the old Resident Evil, Resident Evil 8 Village. Um, good time. Isn't it, not, isn't it not 8? It's just Resident Evil Village. So it's, it's, they do just call it Resident Evil Village, but V-I-I-I is, is highlighted in the logo for the game. So, like, what, what do you, what do they want? What, what do they Resident, expect us to call it? Resident Evil Illage. Or, Leage. Resident Evil 8 Leage. There we, I think that's it, right? It would be Aidage. Aidage. Resident Evil Aidage. There we go. That's what we should call. It. How is that? How is it? Uh have you got past a uh, uh nine foot tall sexy woman? Oh yeah, she's the first major major boss. Um Yeah, aren't there like five? I think there's five. Is yeah, basically. Like you got the four four main baddies and the one big big baddie lady. Uh, I don't know what what happens with her. Uh, I'll get there. Right now, I'm I'm heading towards the uh, the Magneto. I'm I'm going to fight Magneto. Um, he's uh awful. I hate him as a character. Like he's just stupid. I don't know what his voice is supposed to be. I don't know. It it, it just. Nothing about him fits with anything else in the story, as far as I can tell right now. So I see, just not not really feeling him. Um. So yeah. Uh, well, anything else? Um. I I went back to Nier Automata a little bit. I'm I'm still slowly chipping away at it to try to beat it. Um. On the third playthrough, you lose the ability to respawn. Uh, so that has been kind of shitty because I keep forgetting to save. Um, and so since you can't respawn, you have to load the last save when you die. Yeah. Yeah. And I spent about an hour playing and then died and then found out I needed to reload. And I went, oh, I'll just come back later. 
I compulsively save. Uh, it, it's it sucks because it's like it's not really in your face. Like you you have to just kind of notice that either it will either you can have the little save notification thing pop up in the upper left, but I have that chip removed so I can make space for more skills. So like, I just have to look at the mini map and notice that I'm in a save zone and then press start and hit save. But most of the time I don't think about it. Yeah. I, I compulsively save and that's, that stems from PlayStation days. Uh, we did not buy a brand new memory card for the PlayStation when we when we got my PlayStation, because brand new memory cards, uh, I don't know if you'll remember this, but they were like thirty bucks back in the day. They were expensive. Well, I knew they were expensive because yeah, I only had uh, two memory cards the whole time. Yeah, and so we went to a thrift store and we bought a memory card, and that memory card was not good. It would corrupt data all the time. So whenever I got to a save point, and I remember this specifically in Final Fantasy VIII, I would save like six times <laughs> because I knew the next time I turned on that computer or that console, like half, at least half of those saves would be corrupted. And if I didn't have the other saves to load from, I would practically be screwed so in any game now i just compulsively save and like i do it on my stream uh at the very end like i've been playing through a game and i'll talk about that in a second but i've been playing through a game and i'll like uh pause the game save be like hey guys bye nice talking to you end my stream and then save again even though i just saved before i left the stream (laughs) I will save again just to make sure. Uh, so what I'm saying is uh, I have trauma from ch- I have childhood trauma and it causes me to save a lot. And I think you should do that, too. I Apparently. suppose you're right. <laughs> you should get childhood trauma. That's what I'm saying is uh, you should you should have childhood trauma from the original PlayStation. Did you enjoy Automata when you were playing it? Oh yeah, I think it's a fantastic game. Um I I it, it's a little like frustrating though that I've essentially been locked out of a lot of side content uh by certain events and mm. I kind of would have liked more notice that those things were going to happen before I got locked out of the side content. But outside of that, um yeah, I I enjoyed quite a bit. Is there a way to set a quick save option like set a hot uh oh god no the pc port it has is yeah it's a really bad pc port they're they're supposedly going to come out with a patch for it soon i guess because they updated or, or learned a lot of things from making the pc port of uh near replicant um so maybe they'll address some things but like the game is practically unplayable on PC if you don't have a mod that uh, changes a lot of things. It, like, because normally the game only runs at, at uh, like 30 FPS, and like it, 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 the resolution is really weird. 
Yeah. Because it like it it's locked to I want to say like 720p and then if you have it at 1080p it just upscales the 720 to 1080 instead of natively rendering it at 1080p like it just it's gross and I don't understand it um and even with the mod I have to open a particular menu in the mod and then close it or else the game is running at like a quarter of the speed it should be and I don't know why yeah, you had, you said you had to get special K, right? Yeah, yeah, special K is the is the name of it. Um there's like a modified version of special K specifically for Near Automata, but Ah, I see, I see. It's uh I mean, it's a really nicely done mod. It's just it, that's kind of stupid. It shouldn't be necessary to have that to play a game on PC. Yeah, I I I tend to agree on that. Uh, did you play anything else? I, I, I figure that you have played some, uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, we're, we're apparently going to be playing, uh, the new classic expansion. Uh, so we're going to be doing Burning Crusade for a little while. Cool. Um, and I'm, it was, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. It's at least a change of pace, I suppose. Though the, the the one after that is the one that like everyone loved. Uh the the Wrath of the Lich King. I believe so, yes. That is the one that everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is the best expansion ever." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm still playing Final Fantasy 11, so <laughs> I'm not going to switch yeah, over to WoW." Yeah, you kept saying that up until like 3 years ago, so. Listen, the I posted a video 5 no, 6 years ago now of playing Final Fantasy uh, 11. And that was the last time I played. So you were three years off. <laughs> and and realistically, like, I've, I quit for like five or six years before I had played that again. I was just like, I wonder how it is now. And uh, it was all right. It was fine. So. Sure it was. Yeah, anything else? That. Anything else that you played? Mm, no. No, I think we're, I think we're good. All right, so we're gonna move on to me. I played some Halo on Monday. Uh, that was that was pretty fun. Like sometimes I feel awesome, and I do great in that game, and then other times I just get creamed. Uh, I don't, and, and part part of it I believe is, I don't know if it's all shooters, but definitely with Halo, uh, their spawning system sucks, like a lot. And so you get a lot, like, especially in, like, snipers or, uh, like, deathmatch, you'll just spawn right in front of somebody, that, and they can shoot you right in the head, right as you spawn. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of that part, but I did have fun uh, for the most part. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm playing through uh, Saga Frontier Remastered, and I beat two campaigns this week. Uh, apparently there are multiple endings in at least one of the characters playthrough because some I've got a shocking number of people coming in and watching me play Saga Frontier Remastered because apparently some people are super into that game and I went in completely blind so they're like why didn't you do this I'm like because I don't know what I'm doing like I'm not (laughs) I've never played this game before why haven't you played this game eight times already? 
And uh, apparently, I play this a, game twice a year. There, there are people like that, especially with like Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it, it's a fun game. Uh, I do like the fact that New Game Plus just basically makes it easy mode, uh, because you play, you can, you get seven, eight characters to play through, and during those games, one thing I always liked about the Saga games, because I did play a little bit of Saga Frontier 2, I believe, on the PlayStation. Uh, as you're playing through one character scenario, you can run into the other main characters and have them join your party. And with New Game Plus, if those characters join your party and you level them up, then they start at the level uh, that they were in the previous gameplay session. So... Right. Uh, it's pretty cool, and you get to keep your items. And the way that you level up, like, uh, robots, instead of them gaining skills uh, normally, uh, you get skills through other other bots, but in order to increase their stats, it's all based on the armor that you wear. And since I'm starting with, like, super high-level weapons and armor anyway, uh, my bot's practically uh, unstoppable. I have 999 HP, and they hit me for one damage a, a piece. So my bot is pretty much unstoppable, even by, like, the bosses. Um, but, yeah, it's good. I should beat most of it uh, this week. Hopefully I'll be able to get that done. And then on Friday, I played the beta. Uh, there's, like, a, a – it's not a beta. It is released, I believe, but there's, like, a 10-day free trial of Knockout City. Uh, oh yeah that was that's the dodgeball game now it's all right uh like i i can't say i did not enjoy the game like i i enjoyed what i played of it it is fun to just sit down and play dodgeball um and the price actually isn't bad so you it, you do have to pay for the game uh but it's twenty dollars like after the 10 day free trial it's twenty dollars I personally think that they probably should have made it free to play uh, just because that's the type of game it feels like. It just feels like a free to play, like uh, not great, e like a, a free to play esports title, right? Uh, but it's it's all right. It was not a bad time, I guess. Did you have you seen any of that? Did you watch any of the streams? No. No. <laughs> I had like so very little interest whenever I saw the the initial trailer for it. Yeah, and... I, I wasn't super interested in it, but uh I really like the price of free. Yeah. So and I'm I'm looking at the screenshots and Yep, looks like uh EA was like we can make Splatoon. Yeah, except for uh, it's not Splatoon. It's it's It's, it's not, it's dodgeball. It's but... alright. Like it's not it's not amazing. I am actually surprisingly good in that game. Like, uh, I wasn't doing ranked, but after I got a feel for the game, uh, I was consistently MVP for like eight games in a row. Apparently, um, I'm really good at that. That particular game, I was being, I was good at. I don't know, know it's why. It's a good sign when one of the bullet points is. It's easy to play, but difficult to master. Isn't that most games? Yeah, it's like, that's kind of like, 
what video games tend to be. Uh, except for except for Dark Souls, that's not easy to play, <laughs> and it's very difficult diff to play. Even more difficult to master. <laughs> yeah, we will fucking kill you. The the game. That's just that's it. Um, but yeah, so those are the games I played this week. Uh, nothing too spectacular. Um, I, I I will say, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with Saga Frontier Remastered. Uh, it's only twenty five dollars, so anybody's interested in kind of an old school jrpg i would say get it it's good and we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about some stories um the zelda cyber zelda skyward sword switch remake lost uh locks a fast travel feature behind an amiibo paywall um so it's a 25 dollar figure which features a Flying it's not a bird and it's not a dragon. I yeah, it's a loft loft wing. wing. Loft yeah. wing. Uh and it looks like Princess Zelda, and that's the amiibo. And I had a I had this argument. This was when amiibos were first really getting popular. It was like eight or nine years ago. Cause cause it was it was on the Wii U and the DS supported amiibo, right? Both of them? Well, the three, the new 3DS natively supported it, supported it, and you had to get a little reader thing for the normal 3DS. Okay, so I had an argument with some people who were like buying up the amiibo, and I'm like, I don't like that they're hiding DLC behind amiibo, and they're like, it's not DLC. See, it's you buy the figure, and then you also get that. I'm like, yeah, so you're paying for DLC. <laughs> Like you're just you're just getting an extra item, but you are still paying for DLC, and uh, they did not like that argument, and they, or, or or my interpretation of that, but it really is just DLC that you're paying for an amiibo. So not only are you buying DLC, but it's also taking up physical space. It so I like the situations where you buy one amiibo and it's used in multiple games um obviously smash is like the biggest one where like you can get a mario amiibo and it'll work in uh, a few different games and then also you can have it be a fucking smash thing uh that's really cool um some of the zelda ones will work in multiple games um i know in in breath of the wild uh, if you use like any Zelda amiibo in general, it'll drop random items and particular Zelda ones will give you specific items. Uh, I think Animal Crossing had some kind of functionality in there somewhere. Uh, all of that I thought I think is is cool and fine. Um, big differentiating factor, though, is that those amiibo are normally like, what, $13, something like that, $12? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This is twice the price and doesn't really it, like it looks fine, but also the actual amiibo is going to not look quite as good as the one that they have here. They well, always have some minor imperfections. Yeah. And also like it does it isn't anything more special than any other amiibo. I got the fucking uh Breath of the Wild, the giant motherfucker, uh the the sentinel thingy um and that one i think was 25 bucks 
So unless this thing is like three times the size of a normal amiibo, I cannot fathom how this is justified. Don't they have? Uh, we we actually spoke about it. Um, we we had they they have those little amiibo fakery things, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think the the one the one from back whenever I actually cared was like an amico something yeah. like that, but it was with a Q. Yeah. So. Uh, just get one of those, uh, unless unless <laughs> you really want like the physical. I I can understand people like physical items; they like collection collecting figurines. Uh, so I get that, but I I think it's silly to use the argument of it not being DLC because that's all it is. In, in this particular case, that's absolutely all it is. Yeah. Whenever it's a situation where like you can only get that item by having the specific amiibo. Uh, like in um, Twilight Princess HD, uh, he, there there's like a Wolf Link amiibo. That you have to use the that, yeah, and and like the only way that you can get certain things or get get something in Breath of the Wild is oh, it even has it in this article. You uh, you have to use the the Wolf Link amiibo to get a Wolf Link companion in breath of the wild and like that specifically i think that's dumb i don't even i don't even know if amiibo have a functionality in breath of the Wild or breath of, uh in twilight princess hd i genuinely don't know i don't i would, know. I would assume so but, so so like, i i know why it's 25 dollars though because you get two characters you get the loft wing and you get zelda of course oh, it's gonna up. be of course they have to do double the work aroa to design this amiibo and print it using a 3D printer, <laughs> um, which is, I think, what I, they do, and then put no, it... uh, I, I don't think so. I, I believe these are painted. Oh, like hand painted, or I, I think so because I have seen. Uh, I actually have a couple where the painting is imperfect. Imperfect. Whoa, am I having a stroke? <laughs> Not uh, perfect. Yeah. It, it, imperfect it, like i put the emphasis in the wrong place there uh yeah so I, I maybe i'm wrong but it seems like they're they are painted by somebody some poor asian slave yes speaking of slaves let's move on to pornhub uh <laughs> that was a terrible right. segue uh um so uh, I'm joking about the slaves, but I am not joking about the Pornhub. Uh, apparently, Pornhub is using AI to remaster the oldest erotic films in 4K. So This is actually pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, so I don't know what they're using. I wonder if they're using, um, like, giga, Gigapixels video AI thing that they, they have. I mean, uh, it's some kind of v visual machine learning algorithm yeah and I, I think that's probably what they're using um and just so you know i've tested it and uh it takes a long time it takes a long time to do those uh those upscales because i was testing it on a video and i was like man this is going to take like two days and so i just did like 10 seconds of the video uh just to see because i have a bunch of like old dvds and i just wanted to see like the differences and uh i don't know it, it Worked, I guess. I don't know. It was fine. So, um, it says 
it's uh the titillating movies that Pornhub restored include a movie called The Kiss from 1896, which featured the first smooch captured on film. Fun fact: the 18 18-second movie was distributed by a holding company for Thomas Edison's manufacturing firms, and Pornhub says that it was denounced as shocking and obscene to viewers. <laughs> Uh, the library of 20 scenes also includes a 1897 short from legendary filmmaker. Or is that Jorge? Georges? I don't know. Uh... I can't say that name. It's spelled out Georges, but that is not how you say that name. <laughs> I don't even know what language that is. Um, called After the Bell, which uh, includes simulated nudity? Um, my guess is that they had, uh, oh, they're like hiding the actual nude part, but you're supposed to think that they're nude. It was either that or like, uh, flesh colored suits, something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, shockingly enough, I did not, uh, watch that erotic film called I'm watching a few of them right now. Not after the bell. It's after the ball. Sorry. You're watching them Uh... right now as we talk. Yeah, and um, uh, I mean the tech is actually kind of impressive. Honestly, the, it it gets a little weird sometimes. The frame interpolation gets kind of confused and turns into some sort of nightmare. Uh, whenever some things are happening and they start seizing. Oh, uh, I wonder if that's because the frame rate back then probably wasn't consistent. Well, it, it's. It, I think it's partially that, and also that some of the movements are um, uh, kind of repetitive, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think it's just mixing frames together that it thinks are, are the same. Oh, it says uh, it says here uh, from Engadget, it says, Pornhub has delved into the past to remaster some of the oldest erotic movies in existence. The remastered project, warning that link will lead you to some very not safe for work images, uh, oh, yes. used, used an AI to uh, oh to restore and colorize that might be part yeah. of it skin flicks from as far back as 125 years ago the porn giant harnessed machine learning and 100,000 adult images and videos to teach the AI how to colorize films uh, perhaps it also learned a thing or two about how people passed the last 100 years um, so it says several algorithms were used to restore the films with limited human inter- intervention, according to Pornhub. Uh, the process started by reducing noise and sharpening and contrasting images. The videos were boosted to run at 4K at 60 frames a second, and audio was either remastered or a new soundtrack was added. Honestly, I think the part that you're having, you're seeing with the issue there is because they upscaled it to 60, or they upped it to 60 frames a second. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I meant by the, the frame interpolation. That's, yeah. That's how they're doing that. Um, I, like, it, these these are actually... So I have seen a, a variety of, like, really old porn videos just out of curiosity. Uh-huh. Uh, and, like, curiosity. if you watch the... I mean, the, these... A lot of these are barely hot at all. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. like... um. It's, it is really, really impressive how good of a job it's done, especially in like the colorization department. Uh, so, wow, uh, it's 
crazy that porn in 1908 is actually not that far off from what we have nowadays. I'm just just going to put it out there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to close this tab now. All and, right. Uh, this is not the first time that uh, he's watched those types of videos while in a Discord call with me. It's um, true. <laughs> but, yes. So what I like is that uh, this is actually maybe not necessarily the fact that it's porn, but this type of restoration is actually pretty cool because there are a lot of movies that uh, are, are are from back then that really could use like a 4K treatment. Um, not I, I don't necessarily care about the colorization. How I, I haven't again, I haven't watched any of these. How was the colorization on those? I, I mean, if if you had just shown me these films and had told me that instead of it being actually uh, from the early 1900s, that it was actually like a modern thing and they were all just in cosplay outfits and they put some kind of weird After Effects filter over everything, I'd believe you. Oh, okay. So so the colorization was pretty good. Just just say this is old, but it's good. Yeah, like you could could definitely put like some of those old you know, normal movies through this and like put a, you know, throw them on a DVD and sell them on, sell them on, on television in a, in a bundle for 1995. That would be cool. Actually. I, like, uh, like a lot of old movies, um, that are kind of lost to time could, could use something like this or even, uh, movies that weren't lost to time. Like the original star Wars would be pretty awesome. Like, obviously it already has color. Um, but because, in the 90s, George Lucas changed and did the remastered version with all the added stuff, the special edition. Um, they've never released the original cut again after that. It's always been the special edition. I wonder I wonder what one my, my grandpa has. Uh, he might have the original. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, they were released on VHS, but obviously... Uh, they were never released on DVD. That's always been the special. It, it is on. It is on VHS. So, hmm. I, of course, have it on Laserdisc. But, well, obviously, yeah, obviously, obviously, I have it on Laserdisc. Um, uh, but but I, but I also I really think that everything needs to be preserved. Like oh, all, yeah. all yeah. art really deserves to stick around. Oh my god! So. I, it still hurts me uh, what happened with Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, because um, it was one of those, one of those, right? Where like, yeah. a lot of the original footage is just gone. Yeah, because not because like any building, like because a lot of times you'll hear, oh, yeah, we lost a lot of footage because this building caught on fire. No. The salt so, mines flooded. Yeah, something like, something crazy like that. No, no, what happened was the BBC was like, man, our warehouses are getting pretty full. Let's go burn this tape. <laughs> and they would just have, like, giant bonfires with Doctor Who videos. Into the coal furnace with this hogwash. <laughs> yeah, it's like the idea of preserving stuff, which is non-existent, um, which is one really good thing uh, about how uh, WWE treats all of its stuff. Because it has things like from like the seventies. They just have not burned anything 
from WWE because they're like, we might want to sell this someday. And they are. And they definitely yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> and But you know what? That's I'd rather that be the case than it just go into a vault somewhere and never come back out. Yeah, that's what, yeah, like, uh, some some places just like doing that. They, they're, just, they're just like, ah, we're never going to release this again. Uh, but I, uh, I, I don't know. It's, when it's when really Christianity annoying. eventually dies off and we finally get to raid the Vatican's vaults, that's going to be a pretty cool day. I mean, why do we have to wait for Christianity to die for that? Well, you know, people might get mad. Oh right, if yeah. Some government entity decides to take the Vatican hostage and go let us in the vaults, motherfucker. Yes. Where's where's the Illuminati? Where is it? I don't know, but we should move on from our uh uh illegal <laughs> talk. Also, by the way, we're not supporting doing any of that. We do not support actually raiding the Vatican. This was it was uh I support it. That was I'm not gonna do it, but I support it. That was Said for entertainment purposes only. You stop that, row. I don't want the police coming to my house. Um, so we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about vaccines. Who here likes vaccines? You got the J&J vaccine, right? I did. It's great. Uh, I got the, the Moderna vaccine, uh, and I am fully <laughs> vaccinated now. I say that like, like, it, like it felt good or something. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I loved it. I love feeling like I was dying the the day afterwards. See, I never had a problem. I didn't have a problem. I was like really tired the next day, and that's it uh, for my second shot. My friend, so my friend, uh, he knows uh, a retired uh, Marine, and the Marine's like, nah, I support vaccines, and I don't care. And they're like, he's like, what, really? And he's like, yeah, so we had a bunch of what, what are called peanut butter shots in the Marines. Uh, have, oh. you ever heard, have you ever heard that term? Uh, I have an idea of what that that probably means. Yeah. So apparently they would go into places that they're like, we don't know what might be there. So we're just going to give you a vaccine for everything. Yeah. And so they just and do like a, a huge. Yeah, it's a lot. They just give you a huge injection and like your you could see the bump in your arm and like spread <laughs> it around like peanut butter. Um. And he's like, yeah, so I've had so many of those shots, I don't care. The vaccines are fine. <laughs> like, uh, so, with that being said, dating apps are offering free credits and other perks to vaccinated users. Apparently, the White House has teamed up with Tinder, OkCupid, and seven other dating sites um, to give away freebies who have to people who have received the COVID-19 vaccine. And now dating apps are offering the perks. The White House, blah, blah, blah. Tinder, OkCupid, Bumble, Badu, BL, what's BLK? Hinge, Chispa, Match, and Plenty of Fish. There are ones I've never heard of here, uh, and I've only been off of dating apps for like eight months. So apparently... I, I think BLK might be specifically for black people. That's what I'm thinking. Not 100%. And I have no I've idea what Chispa I've seen Badu before. I have. Uh, I think that's one of the the like creepy ones. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so never heard of Chispa or Hinge though. Yeah. Well, I've heard of Hinge. Uh, it's not very good. Just so you know. 
Uh, but anyway, it says you'll be able to add a sticker or a badge to your profile telling pers- prospective matches that you've been vaccinated. The apps are giving away premium perks as well, like boosts and super swipes, which users usually use or usually need to buy on a pay-per-use basis. Uh, if those aren't enough uh, of an incentive, research from OkCupid uh, might just be enough to push some holdouts to get vaccinated. The app says users who have received their shots or plan to get them have a 14% uh, more matches than others. So if you're looking to, uh, for love post-lockdown, you might have a better shot at uh, landing a date if you're all vaxxed up. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, we shouldn't need this. Right? <laughs> like, like, why is it so hard? Why? Like, so, so here's the... Here, you, you can die if you get COVID. <laughs> there is a a potential, like a point zero 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 one percent chance that the the vaccine you get might affect you negatively. Uh, but I haven't seen that there's many, if any, uh, cause like death caused by the vaccine, right? So yeah, you ha- you have a a two percent chance ish to die if you get covid that should oh, be it, enough i think there were like 11 people or something that might have had some like major medical problem afterwards and that usually I think is it was like blood clots or something yeah and that's usually attributed to something else in their health history that is or, or they're allergic to it yeah which like people can be allergic to medications it happens all the time yeah uh, but it's fairly low, uh, and by fairly, yeah, I mean eleven extreme. out of several billion people. So Mi- million you know, people, Mi- millions, billion of people. people. Oh yeah, because it has been like a billion people have been vaccinated. Yeah. Okay, so that should be <laughs> enough incentive for you to get vaccinated. Um, but here's another story. Uh, I have a friend. I'm not going to name his name. I don't want to share that information publicly. Uh. He went to the hospital uh, because of COVID, and he was on oxygen uh, for, like, a couple of weeks. Uh, came back home, was con- continued to be on oxygen, and yesterday went into the hospital because his lung collapsed because of COVID. And had to get his lung reinflated. Um, so anybody... And, and like, uh, you're only 45. So, like, your friend is probably about the same age. He, first off, fuck you. Um, <laughs> and secondly, uh, he, he is like, four, he is in like his 40s. Um, oh, that's uh, funny. But still, like, his lung collapsed because of it. So, what I I continue to see people who continue to say that COVID isn't a thing, that it doesn't actually exist, and it's all made up. Uh, or it's and, not that big of a deal. Yeah, and those people can go fuck themselves with cactuses. Um, and I'm not going to take my thing down because I said that, because apparently that is promoting self-harm. Uh, and Because I honestly don't care. Fuck yourself with a cactus. Uh, if you if you want to say stuff like that, because yeah, my friend literally had his lung collapse because of it. So that's not cool. That should be incentive enough for you to get your fucking vaccine. So stupid. People are so stupid. Um, 
But then again, if you want super likes, uh, just uh, prove that you're vaxxed and you get some super likes on Tinder. Let's move on to some actual technology news. Not necessarily video game news, but technology news. I've been interested in this technology for like three or four years now, and it's finally coming out. Uh, Seagate's new Mach.2 dual actuator hard drives. Have you looked into this at all? Did you read the story? I can't read. Okay, so uh, this is uh, from Ars Technica. So Seagate has been working on a, a dual actuator hard drive. Uh, it, what it is is two independently controlled sets of read-write heads, uh, and they've been working on it for several years. The first production dual actuator drive, the Mach.2, or probably just Mach 2, is now available for select customers, meaning businesses. Um, Seagate lists the sustained sequential rights transfer rate of the Mach 2 as 524 megabytes per second, uh, which is easily double that of a normal disk drive. Um, the performance gains extended to I.O. territory as well with 304 IOPS uh, read and 384 IOPS write and only 4.16 millisecond average latency. Uh, normal hard drives tend to be around the 100 to 150 IOPS and about the same average latency, which is awesome. Like, I I know physical drives are kind of dying, right? And and SSDs yeah. are becoming the thing. But like, you sort can get of, but like, <laughs> yeah, like these are 14 terabyte hard yeah. drives you can get. Um, they, from what I understand, they do they do right now use a uh, SAS controller, so most people aren't going to be able to use it because most computers have SATA nowadays. But that's still really cool. Um, the added performance does have a a little bit additional power requirement. The Mach two drives are rated at seven point two watts idle, while Seagate's standard Iron Wolf line is at five watts idle. I think will survive with the with the 2.2 watts higher usage um but yeah that is really cool uh i'm really excited for this to come to the consumer market i'm really hoping that um they they have also said that they were going to work on a four actuator drive and that just seems really really neat um, I'm I, hoping. I figure that if that once they have the two figured out, then they can scale it. Yeah, and it looks like they do have it figured out. So I'm really hoping that the four actuator uh, drives come out and come to the consumer market because at that point they're going to be as fast, if not even a little faster, than like a a cheap SSD. Yeah, um, but they'll you know have well over ten terabytes of storage, which is yeah, that's that's great. That would be awesome, um, especially for somebody like you who has a server, right? Um, yeah. Or me I who am, has I'm a Plex server. I'm really interested to see how this like changes the, the data center landscape for companies that haven't already migrated to solid state. Like hooking, throwing these in, I'm assuming would, would be a hell of a cost savings thing for for stuff that like maybe isn't like as hot as stuff that needs to be on ssds yeah but 
I would imagine that for like CDNs and stuff where, where like the actual real-time data speed doesn't need to be as fast, like this is going to be huge. And, and definitely for like archival stuff, if they, if they can like, well, I don't know, would they need to have the dual actuator stuff? I don't know. Well, and typically the way that you would get double the, this level of performance from uh, a traditional hard drive, you would have to do a RAID 0. Yeah, which um, I guess in a way that's kind of what this is, right? It's like uh, it's like when NVIDIA and AMD did for a little while on their like highest-end GPUs where they just took two of the, uh, the top-end GPUs and threw them on one card combined together, and it was single-board SLI slash Crossfire. And yeah. that, that was the that was that was their card. Like that's I forget kind of I what for, they've done here. I forget any of those cards' names because I was just like, that was a point where I was like, I can't afford four hundred dollars for a graphics card. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna buy this three hundred dollar heater. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, <laughs> however, uh, the great thing about this, let's say they come out with a four actuator drive. Then you don't really need to do RAID zero to get the the good performance. So you could buy two of these of those drives, and do a RAID one and still have a good level of performance. If you don't or know you it, could RAID zero, and you could have above SSD speeds but have fourteen terabytes of storage. That you know that um did cross my mind when I would <laughs> if if I was in that position though, uh, I would just buy three drives and put them in a RAID five. Yeah, or like, or uh, buy four of them and do two raid, raid ten. You could just do a raid, raid ten. Do, well, I, I guess that that would what it be because I, I was thinking you'd have two sets of raid zeros that were then raid one. Yeah, so it's either if any there, I we just lost like every <laughs> yeah. goodie. Uh, raid zero is what they called stripe volume. You use two. Uh, you use two hard drives uh, acting as one hard drive. So theoretically, like half of it's being written on one hard drive, the other half on another, which theoretically can double the speed. Usually it's about a 70 to 80% performance increase. Uh, RAID 1 is mirrored images. So it doesn't increase performance, but it means both hard drives had the same thing written on them. Uh, what a RAID 01 or a RAID 10 is, I don't really know if there's really a difference, but basically it's what Aroa said. You have two striped volumes. Um, so you have two that are two hard drives that are striped, uh, two other hard drives that are striped together. And then you have uh, those two disks that you're seeing uh, with mirrored images. And I just lost everybody. I, I didn't help explain that any better <laughs> than what we had earlier. So if you uh, I, if you're interested, I, I believe RAID ten doesn't it, like it isn't technically part of the RAID spec. It's just a it's, way that people describe that setup where you yeah. have you have four drives each. It, each group of two drives are striped with each other, and then the two groups are then mirrored with exactly. each other. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, 
I would totally because I ha- actually have that <laughs> right now. I have yeah. uh, RAID ten in my Plex server, and I have a I think it's eight terabytes uh, accessible, which is pretty pretty good for my Plex server, I think. So uh, let's move on to the next one. This is one for uh, I think Aroa actually brought this one up. So I did. It's it's true. Apple's M one is a fast CPU, but apparently it it feels faster than it is. Why is that? So um, CPU scheduling is a thing that uh, has been around for quite some time. Uh, And the way that the M1 feels as good as it does to use is because uh, they've gone out of their way to make the CPU scheduling uh, to make that more obvious. I guess. Uh, basically, what they've done is kind of like uh, what Windows does anyway, uh, where they split processes up into foreground processes and background processes. Um, and the M1 chip, uh, while you have, a, I believe, an eight-core processor, in reality, you have four big processor cores and then four smaller processor cores that run at a lower speed. Uh, so the idea is that the stuff that is in the foreground, which is like the web browser that you're using, or if you're editing video or, or using Photoshop, those will run on the big cores. And then the background stuff, like if you're running, say, a, a backup operation or you're uploading something to to youtube or uh there's there's an update going on something like that those run on the little cores and what this does is makes it so that while the processor is technically being fully loaded down you don't feel it because everything you're interacting with is running on the fast processors and and those processors are dedicated to whatever it is you're doing while the little processors are sitting back doing all of the stuff that you don't give a shit about. Um, and like their, their marketing is, is making it sound like this is some kind of sort of revolutionary thing. It isn't really. Um, it's just kind of a, a nice thing that is possible because Apple knows what software is or what hardware is in their machine. Um, If Windows wanted to, or well, Microsoft uh, wanted to work with hardware vendors, they could figure out a way to make this also work in Windows. But um, the way that it is now, basically all processor cores are kind of treated the same, they're treated equally. Uh, and for the most part, Windows kind of lets the processor decide where to throw what at what core. Um, there are ways that you can change that. Uh, if you go to Task Manager, um, you can right-click on a process and set the affinity of that process, uh, and that'll let you choose which cores that that particular process runs on. But there's nothing quite to this degree where there are certain processor or processor cores that are dedicated to background processes and some that are dedicated to foreground processes. 
Yeah, uh, I I I could see that like when or a uh, Mac would be able to prioritize those because honestly, uh Mac has a pretty limited selection compared to Windows of applications that will run on Mac. Um so they could theoretically fine tune their processor to kind of be like, "Hey, Photoshop is running." So Photoshop well, gets access to these cores. So they 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 don't like it's not at the operating system level that like it identifies certain types of processes. Okay. Uh, the developer the developer has to do that on their own. Oh, so um, it's part of the program. Yeah, uh, I believe that there are some ways that tasks can sort of be decided by the operating system to be more important. Um, if, if there's nothing set by the program to like tell it, uh, then it can, the, the, the OS can kind of take a guess. Uh, cause it, in the article, it says that uh, basically processes are given one of four different labels. They're either a background process, utility process, user initiated process and user interactive process. Um, and then the fifth level, which is basically the default uh let's mac os go yeah i don't know uh, this one um so uh and it gives the example of like if you go to compress a file uh it's actually slower on the m1 versus on an intel mac because it throws file compression at the small processors there's processor cores so what, uh, what you're saying we want to do is we need to take uh, malware and make it so that it runs in the background so that people don't notice it running. Uh, yeah. Okay, perfect. That's, uh, uh, that's how we'll design it. I, I do think that this is a novel idea because it's, it's it, taking what has been a mobile thing for a while and putting that on the desktop side of things. And obviously it's working to pretty great success. Yeah. Uh, Cause like the, the whole big little concept has been around in, in mobile processor SOCs. Uh, I don't even know how long now it's been a while and uh, really just kind of, it, it's kind of doing something that, that I've thought has been on the way for a while where we're kind of in a way going backwards while going forwards with uh, machine architectures where it used to be, you know, we had a dedicated sound processing chip uh, for everything. And uh, I mean, I, I believe at some point we had like storage. It, we still do. We still have raid cards that you can, yep. we can install, you know, and, uh, the idea being that you break up different processing things. Uh, remember, remember when graphics cards had PPUs? Remember when graphics cards you had to get two of them because one did two D and one did three D, <laughs> and you had like, to use a cable. You had to use a cable to connect the two on the outside. And, and like that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is like I think that eventually we're going to have dedicated processing units that 
maybe they'll all be packed in like as in an soc on like a mobile device but it'll also be on the desktop like that but they'll they'll be doing that specific type of of processing uh old game consoles did this a lot um and and you'll have you, you know like your sound processing chip and your your image processing chip your 2d chip and it, but it'll all be inside of one little package yeah. and that's kind of what's going on here is you have you have the the what are essentially two separate cpus of four cores and one of them does all of the background stuff and the other one does all of the stuff that you actually pay attention to and therefore it matters whether or not it's responsive yeah uh, it's uh it's so it, neat yeah it, it's really cool um i almost want to see things come from this on the desktop processor side but i don't think it our 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 other intel's doing a big little design are they now the alder lake cpus are going to have like i think it is going to be a total of 12 i think it's like 12 core but only 20 thread something like that so like there's the big little and the big cores are hyper threaded but the little cores aren't so it's really weird so it's like uh it's like 12 cores but then like 20 threads because half of the cores only half of the cores are actually multi-threaded or something or like 18 18 threads whatever um but yeah the the new alder liquids are going to be doing that but is this really like is this what makes the m1 faster i don't think so uh in, in a lot of tasks i think it's more likely that uh it's just that whenever you strip down the instruction set of a of an architecture like there's just less for it to have to think about you and strip it down go the faster. Arch- you get the strip down the architecture and have total control of the hardware I think that's that's one of the big things about Apple. Um, as much as I'll probably never actually purchase one of their devices, uh, the fact that they have 100% control over all of the hardware uh, makes it very good for situations like this where you want something that works really, really fast on your, your particular operating system so you can design your operating system around that. Or design the the archi- or uh, the hardware around your operating system, so I think it's a bit of both. I think it's it's the the design is just perfect for what they need to do. And these M1 processors apparently are super fast, which is awesome. Uh, but I still don't think people are going to flock to. If somebody hasn't already got a Mac, I don't think this is going to make them want to purchase a Mac. Uh, just because the price is still prohibitively expensive, yeah. When you could get a when you could get a Dell for like six hundred bucks, uh, and and most people don't need more than just email an email machine, right? Email, YouTube, yeah. stuff like that. And you can get that. You don't need an M1 for that. Uh, let's move on to our last story of the day. Uh, this one's actually from Cyberpunk Monk. I think posted this. This wasn't you, was it? 
No, I don't know where this is or how he even found out about this. Other yeah. than it must be up by him. It says an employee of the t- with the technology department for Woodland School District 50. What is Woodland School District? It looks like it's an Illinois uh, it's thing. It's in Gurney, Illinois, wherever the hell that is. Okay. Uh, he was arrested on accusations that he stole the school's electronic equipment and then sold it on eBay. Uh, those eBay buyers ended up tipping off District 50 to the missing equipment, which led to the arrest of David May of Lindenhurst on Thursday. So here's the deal. Um, if you're selling equipment online that you have stolen, (laughs) remove anything that might show that it is stolen. I'm going to assume that he was caught, uh, because he, there were, there was probably stickers that said property of Woodland School District, (laughs) or they turned on the computer it still said Woodland School District, like on the wallpaper. Yes, yes, that is one of those how two he, things happened. How did he manage to manipulate documents and records to show he was hiding the shit, but then couldn't manage to wipe the damn machine and peel off the sticker before he mailed it out? Yeah, one of those two things happened. Uh, so here's here's what you do: if you don't know how to wipe a computer, fucking take the hard drive out. And sell it without be like, sorry, there was some sensitive information on it. Uh, I didn't feel like wiping the hard drive, so you have to buy a hard drive for it. It's done yeah. all the time. Um, like, it's not hard. It's not like they're MacBooks where like they can be like tied to an iCloud account. Yeah, like it's so dumb. It's it's there was a guy. I don't know him, but I was talking to a coworker of mine. And apparently this person, this other person was fired because we have vending machines at work. And the vending machines, you walk up to it with your badge, you badge it, and then you press the number and you can get whatever you want out of it. And these aren't like, oh, food vending machines. They're like flash drives or headphones, stuff like that. They don't care that you're taking them. They're, they are there for you to take for free. Uh, but they do have you badge so that they can track it in case anything suspicious happens. Like if you take like 50 hard drive or flash drives and then try to sell them on the Facebook marketplace. Um, which by the way, you're working at Facebook. You take the hard drives from Facebook and then sell them at the Facebook marketplace. And somehow you get caught. So don't don't do that. Don't be dumb, criminals. Um, so it says here the guy was uh, accused of selling more than one hundred and five thousand dollars in electronic devices that belonged to the school district, uh, according to a news release from the Gurney Police Department. Uh, May manipulated documents and records to hide that he was stealing the computers, cameras, and other electronic devices. Authorities say. Oh, so he was stealing cameras as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Which I, right? I don't know what what does that mean in terms of because like security cameras or like yeah it was like like camcorders or something. I'm thinking security cameras. Um, yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to think security cameras that they that were like in the IT room or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, something. Or or maybe they they did their own security there. Yeah. Um, I. Oh wait, it says some official. Ah, they compared serial numbers from the eBay purchases with their inventory and confirmed that the equipment belonged to the District 50. Uh, but they they only found out about that because people started calling the school district after they bought the items on eBay. So there was something on those computers that was giving people information about where it came from. Oh, oh, the callers told officials the devices were locked and displayed a message indicating the electronics belonged to District 50. Oh, for fuck's sake, bro. Jesus, come on, man. Wipe the goddamn... Take the fucking hard drive out. <laughs> Boot him up. This... So this, this should be indicated... This should be indicative enough that obviously they need to rethink their hiring process for their IT department. Not because he stole the shit, but because he's, he was working in their computer department and didn't know to wipe the fucking machine after he stole it. How? Like, obviously, the dude doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, very. it's clear. Clearly, he does not know what he was doing. Like, um, the, the good news here is that uh, Woodland uh, School District is looking for a new IT person, Aroa. Yeah, I'll... Uh... Let's, I'll go ahead and move up, move up to Chi Town. Let's and see. I work that, that school district for like. School district. I look. I looked it up. I looked oh, up where okay. it is. Oh, it's okay. right so by it's... Six Flags, uh, up in Chicago. Ah. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, yeah. That's that's a, that's a little long. Like if it was like an hour away, maybe. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Oh, you were saying I could commute up there. Yeah, it's six hour drive every day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Apparently that is not an option. Uh, but yeah, so the I got to read that again. The callers told school officials the devices were locked and displayed a message indicating the electronics belonged to District 50. <sighs> don't, don't, <laughs> why do you have to be stupid, thieves? Like, I, I wonder if it was locked via the BIOS. Which, if you work in the computer department, you should know that. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he did at the school district. I honestly would be kind of surprised if he was an IT person. But I could see the uh, the computers having, like, an uh, a BIOS lock on them, right? Which are... You, you can't really get... Like the BIOS lock is going to be a pain in the ass to get rid of. So if you know the code, uh, you'd be able to put that in and then change that. Either you know just reset the default or whatever. Um, but it doesn't even sound like that. It just sounds like it booted into Windows and displayed a message saying that they belong to Woodland School District. And again, that would be easy to. Both of those we could take care of, right? Like you and yeah. I could could fix quote fix that issue and then sell them without having an issue, um, but apparently this guy didn't, so he must not be good with computers. I I'm just I'm still trying to wrap my head around how stupid he was. Um, 
because if you're an IT person, right? Like he clearly wasn't, but if you're an IT person, you would know wipe this or, or get rid of the, the lock. Or if you can't get rid of the lock, like let's say, you know, we boot that up and we can't get past that bio screen um, to wipe the hard drive or something like that. I wouldn't sell the item. <laughs> I would boot it up, make sure it worked, make sure I remove any incriminating evidence and then sell it. I wouldn't just sell it as it was because I would assume <laughs> that there was something that would incriminate me. And that, that's what I was saying was like, like how how was he smart enough to be able to falsify the documents that he was falsifying unless i just meant that like he erased the names of the machines or something like i don't i don't know how you get far enough to think oh they might they might notice if these things go missing but you don't get far enough to think oh somebody might realize that this thing tells them where it came from like like, like the laptops at where I work have these stupid uh, metal stickers on them. Yeah. Um, we have but those the too. funny, but okay. So, so they are, do you have the ones that they're like underneath the sticker is a, is an irremovable tattoo. We've, I, like, I, we don't have them at my current job, at, but, but at my last job, some of the devices had those. Um, so like you, you have a couple of options for those. Uh, you can either just pull it off and then scrape the tattoo off with a razor blade, or you can heat it up with a heat gun and then peel it off and it won't leave the tattoo. But either way, it's not an unremovable tattoo. You just fucking look up on YouTube how to remove it. And you're going to tell me that <laughs> this dude was so stupid that he didn't even, he didn't even try. He didn't try. Um, I just want to note also that the link that Cyberpunk Monk posted has a giant picture of this guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want you to. And he, I, he looks I, like he looks like one of my uncles. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. You're like, I'm actually related to that guy. I, just... I actually he he looks like somebody. Uh, he looks like one of my high school teachers. So I was That's like, funny. wait a minute, wait a minute, but then realize that, oh, there's, there's no way. But, yeah. But like, I, I, I seriously want anybody who's listening to this, if you're interested, just click on the link and I'm serious. This is a massive, it takes up the entire screen. Uh, <laughs> well, he, he linked the, he linked the amp version of the page. I'm keeping it. Uh, so that, but that's why. Oh, okay. Because it's because it's the mobile version of the page. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, and I just want there's only one comment on the post, and that comment is, "Don't forget to wipe." So what? Don't forget. To oh, wipe. I get it. Yeah, I forget, get it. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Thank you for being here, Roa. Yep, no problem. I was here. It's a good, good outro we're doing. I will be back next week. I don't know about Aroa, uh, and I, I might be moving. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye. Watching. I meant listening. What, Thank watching? you for listening. No, Bye.